Hey everybody, welcome to We've Got the Pet a Beat. Fuck! <laughs> we got the pet. <laughs> We've We're got doing the pet. dog movies today, guys. <laughs> Damn it. I was so on. Oh, I had three in a row. Okay. <clears throat> hey everybody, welcome to We've Got the Beat, the podcast devoted to teen entertainment from the 80s and beyond. I'm your host, Michael, and Mindy's on the other side. Teen entertainment geared towards pets. <laughs> so we're watching the Shaggy DA, <laughs> Tommy yeah. Kirk. He's a teenager. Um, <laughs> so this episode we're discussing the 20th anniversary of Orange County and another trying to get into college, despite Incredible Odds movie called uh, How I Got into College. <laughs> Obvious on the nose there. Um, Duperly creative title. <laughs> well, at least it explains. Um, so which one would you like to start with? Let's just go chronologically. Okay, well, uh, How I Got Into College is the third film from Savage Steve Holland. Uh, sadly, didn't get as well of a release. Really hasn't found an audience. And sadly, it's, it's one of those movies that was always kind of hard to find anyway. Is it as good as his previous two films? No. But it still has a universal no. theme and it's better than a lot of teen movies from this period. You can still feel some of his vibe, though like that it, it has some similarities to his other films but i think partially you know he was brought in to direct this movie like literally at the last minute it wasn't it wasn't like in a movie he was you know planning to direct and i think that's partially why it doesn't feel quite as similar yeah it's he probably did some quick rewrites on it to give it more of his tone but uh, so a lot of people don't know what happened to him after one crazy summer, and he went off to create one of the very first Fox TV shows, The Adventures of Beans Baxter. Beans Baxter, yeah. Uh, got renewed uh, as uh, the new Adventures of Beans Baxter, but only lasted like another season. And then the minute he was done with that, he got hired for this. Um, I didn't know that he was hired at the last minute. I'm guessing you found that on uh, IMDb. Yeah, I forget the name of the person who was supposed to directed but at the last second they got fired or quit i can't remember which he got brought in so um you can see that he clearly did have some um creative license when you like look at a few of the supporting characters or or cameos that were in the movie that were clearly a nod to his previous films but you know, that's to say that you have to be uh, a fan of his to know that. They're pretty deep cut. Yeah. Also, you do feel more the cartoonish tone uh, uh, that Savage Steve Holland does bring to his work. Yeah. I'm trying to look here. The only other thing, uh, Terry Seltzer, Terrell Seltzer is the writer of this, and the only thing that I know that he did after this was One Fine Day. That's a really big difference in years apart. Oh. Yeah, that was like what ninety seven. Yeah, Christmas in ninety six. Pretty close. Pretty close. I'm always pretty close. I'm looking this um, up. Jan Eilisberg was the original director, and I don't know who that is. What did she do before this? Uh, mostly TV. Still doing TV. Wow. Um, well, that's. I noticed that that's pretty much what Steve is doing too. Like a ton and ton of like Disney and Nickelodeon family kid crap. Like not, I shouldn't say crap, dude. You know what? It's Hollywood's hard. Get job, get work where you can. It's yeah. legit. But but it's sad because God, he has he has such a a cool tone and creativity that in his you know in his you know original films that just they just didn't get enough 
love, I think. And so he, you know, maybe people don't trust him to make movies anymore, just didn't want to give him big budget projects. So, you know, bless you, dude. Love your movies. Yeah. The, uh, I'm trying to look, yeah, it looks like Diane Franklin made a cameo. She was, of course, in yes. The French Girl from Better Off Dead. I could have swore that the other guy from Better Off Dead, um, the one Dennis Blendon, you know, from uh, Head Class was in this, but I don't see him. He 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 um, is the very last person credited, and technically, I think he's un, you know it's actually uncredited. But yes, I did just watch it this morning, and he has like one line in the movie. Oh, okay. Uh, the I, other the other thing is is that um, okay, so in Better Off Dead, you know the uh, mailman that his little brother had that weird like they relationship with or whatever uh-huh. or i guess they he makes a cameo again as the mailman is he in all three i feel like taylor negron is in all three of them because it's he had the gas station making fun of the dog I, I think so i think so i think he was in all the movies but yeah. the fact that he appears to be playing the same character from better off dead in this movie too um which is just too funny to me. And then when I was watching, you know, so the the man A, man B, and all of his math scenarios and stuff yeah. that he was doing in the movie, I was like, okay, both those guys are super familiar. So I had to look them up, and I was like, I thought one was Tom Kinney. Uh, is that his name, Tom Kinney? Yeah. And then the other one was like, who is that guy? I know his face, and he was the crazy uncle for One Crazy Summer. Uh-huh. The one who sat by the radio, and I was just like, so clearly, he does. He did have some, some, you know, creative license with this, even if there was just cameos and guests or guest spots or whatever. But for people who are real true fans, which I I consider myself one, that like that's a, a deep cut. But man, that brought me so much joy. <laughs> Uh, what's interesting about this movie, now you and I took a path to college that was pretty set. We knew exactly where we were going. I didn't have a lot of choices. I didn't go to any of these like conventions where people were trying to recruit you. Um, I think I only applied... Oh, a lot of times, it seems like a lot of times they would have these like these afternoons in the gymnasium where all the colleges would come and just have reps there for you to talk to. I think that that's not that uncommon. It could have even happened at our high school, but I'm going to be honest with you, and I've told you this before, that I don't, I hardly remember anything about that time in my life or that experience about applying to colleges or how I made choices or anything like that. I swear I blacked it all out. It was so traumatic. I don't remember anything. So I think it's not uncommon, but maybe not something that was on your periphery, you know? Yeah, I don't remember any recruiters ever coming, and like, so I had no idea what schools to go to, and I think my guidance counselor just kind of said, oh, my first guidance counselor said, you ever thought about joining the army when I was a junior? And oh. I was like, what? And no. And you're like, Did, have you met me? Yeah, I don't go, I don't do well with authority at all, and I'm in shit health. Um, or, you know, express heat, Plans. Yeah, I also don't like guns, so Insulin no. Violence. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then, my second uh, guidance counselor, thank you, Mr. Vickery, for trying to give me a chance in life. Um, he gave me like a few schools that I could afford, and also oh. like could possibly take me. My grades sucked. I'm not. A, I'm a terrible they student. They had low I'm, standards. Yeah. Well, it. Mm, 
Yes, <laughs> to be frank. Um, so I just remember like applying for Lansing, Michigan, like Lansing University or something like that, and some other one, and then Vincennes University. And Vincennes was kind of the one I was dead set on the minute my best friend decided he was going to go. Uh, so that was it. We just went down there. We saw, you know, like, uh, campus and did one, you know, the normal visitation, like, hey, everybody come to this hall or whatever. We'll give you a, a detail of what college life is like here. And that was it. I didn't get, obviously, I'm not, I was not wanted by any colleges. <laughs> I was going to say that we're not really people who, you know, got wooed or anything. We yeah. were not the not worthy of wooing. No, no. Come on. You were an excellent student. What are you talking oh. about? No, dude, I was mediocre. Really? I was, okay, maybe more than mediocre, but not, I was like a B, B plus student. Yeah, I was a C minus student. I mean, is that, is that, a, is that an excellent student? I don't think so. I didn't even do that good in college. Uh, I didn't, I did not excel in academics until I went to graduate school. Yeah, I just I just remember like the SATs being like you got to do this or you're completely fucked for college and just like I have such ADD and impatience that I got bored halfway through and I started doing like well I haven't done a C in a while I haven't done a B in a while A B C A B C I have test I have test anxiety so yeah. I don't really test that well um, so that was uh, tough for me I didn't do great either on the SATs I did okay. Uh, obviously enough to get accepted into college but again i don't remember how many colleges i uh, i applied to i don't remember much of anything yeah. so anyway we did you know i took a pretty traditional path to college for sure as opposed to marwin yeah, yeah. weird name <laughs> it is weird what's funny is both movies show uh kids that are very good in school and also from somewhat wealthy families, and still there's complications even for them about picking the right school. Should I have a backup? How long ago school? did you watch this movie? Um, a week ago. Like Marlon was like super mediocre. You don't was remember he? that? Fuck, I'm sorry. He's, I guess I have. He's, uh... he's pretty mediocre, which was why they didn't think he had much of a chance. So he was really leaning into, like, the personality element of it. Oh, that's um, right, because he shot that special video. But you can see that there were other people in his in his class, his co, you know, his fellow um, seniors or whatever, that were excellent students that were still dealing with the same kinds of struggles. What, what? Uh, it's, yeah, I like I the fact... I appreciate it so much. Oh, sorry, I was going to say, I really appreciate it, and maybe it's the same thing you were going to say, like, the insecurities and stuff of even the, like, supposed, like, super pretty, super popular, super, like, well-rounded people that they still had struggles and insecurities that they showed. Yeah, I think that uh, they gave pretty much everybody a lot of nuance and balance, but what I love is the fact that they take it from two different perspectives. Not yes. just the students wanting to get in there, but they also the, the people yes. who are trying to recruit the right students to give their school the right identity. And how some yeah. people are just looking for big names, big numbers, or whatever. And some people are like, well, let's get the people who deserve to be here, not who cool. we you know, demand. I love how some of this stuff gets flipped, like how they desperately want to get that football player. But no one ever lets him talk, Never, you know, what yeah. he wants. 
And they're like, oh, give him bonuses and this contract, and whatever. And he's like, I, I don't even want to play football anymore. I want to be a, like, you know, an English major. Or An academic, way. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do think that that was a really cool thing um, to show from two different angles. But also, I wonder if it made it difficult for people to figure out, like, who is this movie intended for? What's the audience? It's not like a teen movie necessarily, or not entirely. So maybe it just couldn't quite find its footing because it was a little bit more complex. Yeah. Well, it's not as car well. It's here's the thing: is he comes in and gives his cartoonish tone, but it does seem like I'm guessing the first script wasn't as silly. Um, maybe a more heavy, yeah. and then the producers decided they wanted to go more comedy oriented because it would sell better, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it is a comedy, but I don't think that it, it's not like a flat out, you know, fat jokes and stuff. No, I mean, no, it's, it's, like, it's it's different than what was, you know, going on at that time. There's a lot more heart going on and a thought. Yeah. Even more, and I'll say it's, it's blasphemy, but that part is better than his other films because there's really not a lot of heart in Better Off Dead yeah. and One Crazy Summer. It's kind of on... There's the, not a lot of character development in those things. No, those it's movies. very surface it's level. It's a lot of... It's all very, like, silly. Yeah. Um, so we have Anthony Edwards uh, towards the end of his leading man status. Sadly, every movie he was in after Top Gun tanked horribly. Um, but I, th I think he's very likable in this as the guy who just wants yeah. to recruit quality students and not so much the big names. And Charles Rockets, his nemesis, uh, who just wants the, the big ones. And he, may I remember correctly, he accidentally accepted a kangaroo or a bear or something, a pig. Uh, it was an elephant. An elephant, right. Um, Which was how they ended up getting what they wanted because they embarrassed him. Mm -hmm. uh, did you recognize Finn Carter at all? His, uh, his, uh, Comp not competition, but like his co-worker love interest? No. Okay. And most people probably know her as the female lead in Tremors. Mm, no. I recognize so many people, uh, including the like redhead secretary who kept like calling her dog on the phone or something. It was really strange. <laughs> I must have missed that. I'm not really sure if that's what she was doing, but she just kept looking at the picture of her dog on her desk and while she was on the phone. It seemed like she was calling her dog to check in. I'm That's not sure. Funny. It was very, it was a really odd personality trait. Um, and then, of course, you know, a lot of the, like, uh, you know, higher up people in the high school and college setting were people you see all the time who I was surprised to see was Richard Jenkins as his dad. Yeah, before everybody knew who he was. Before everyone knew who Richard Jenkins was. Man, he's such a marvelous actor, and yeah. clearly this is not a showcase for his work, but damn, he's a good actor. And it was a very strange um, thing that I felt like was a little bit of a throwaway with the exceptionally young wife who I didn't understand at first was his wife and this tiny little boy and I feel like they could have done a little bit more to investigate the awkwardness of that yeah which also I just realized is very similar to Orange County oh you're right huh. oh 
Um, what I thought was interesting sure. is the kind of artist angle that they work with Noah Dunn and Phil Hartman as these like masters yeah. of getting you into college and they're just fucking you know all these kids over and and just taking their money. They're like, you really need to stand out. That's a hundred dollars. <laughs> and yeah, it's funny is they deal the desperation of some of these kids. I don't know yes. anybody who was desperate to get into college. Was I just such a loser? I I mean, did all my I mean, we didn't really go to a school that was. Let's just say this. If the percentage of people who just graduated from the high school was good, then we had an excellent year. Getting into college was something that seemed like an afterthought. I think that the expectations and the pressures are, like, at least now, are much more intense than they were when we were young. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, I, I just didn't, I, I, it's not that people weren't desperate to go to college per se. College was important, but it just didn't seem the same as it is is portrayed now. Well, also, uh, I think it depends on where you challenges. live. I mean, let's be honest. Our, we had a dead-end town. Not a lot of people yeah. really had much of a future in our city. But this is about... Where is this set? Is this set in uh, Los Angeles? No, I don't think so. But um, I'm not really sure if they actually talk about where it is or not. Okay, It I feels mean, California, definitely. Yeah. It's just she talks about her other option that she was considering was Michigan. So it made me think that she, they were somewhere in the Midwest. Okay. Because I feel like maybe if know. you're on the coast, like in a bigger state or cities with a lot more opportunities, that the pressure to get to the right school is there. Because then you have like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I have this, this, and this, and this as options. And, you know, this is my future. Whereas small town Indiana is like, can I just pay my fucking bills? That's your goal. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I think that you have a fair argument that a lot of people in small towns, you know, just, I don't know, expect that they're going to just live in small towns and do that. But I think there's an equal amount of people who are very eager to experience something else. Yeah. And to get a way out. Now, you and I both know Laura Flamboyle very well. Lara Flamboyle? I don't know how you say it, but we know her very well because she has such a strong career for about, you know, 10 years after We this. know her so well that we know how to pronounce her Shut name. up. Shut up. I quit. You're the lead now. It's yeah. all your show. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> I'm smarter than you anyway. Uh, Corey Parker, do you recognize him at all? No, but he has a nice face. Yeah. <laughs> well, before this, he had been in Biloxi Blues as uh, Matthew Broderick's friend uh, who joins with him. And that was, I just watched it. I think it's unbelievably good role. He was from the school of Neil Simon. He was doing like Brighton Beach memoirs and stuff like that. Um, yeah, so, I got the impression that he was like a, had a theater background maybe. Yeah, and so he came off of Biloxi Blues where he got some critical acclaim and then came into this. And sadly, everything afterwards did not do well, or he's barely part of it. But he's in a very, very funny movie uh, called Big Man on Campus that came out on this at the same time as this did. Again, buried. Mm. But it's free, I think, on YouTube and uh, Vudu. It's a lot of fun. It's about a... Well, what if the Hunchback of Notre Dame decided to go to college? Sounds like a stupid idea, oh but it's, my God. It's, it's very funny. It's very funny. That sounds hilarious. It, okay. it's, 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 it's like so stupid. They know it's stupid, and they're playing into that. Is there another movie called Big Man on Campus? Uh, I know there's Dead Man on or Campus. Or just something... 
Oh, maybe that's it. Man, there's some good people in this movie. Okay, I'm gonna watch it later. Yeah, it's a it's a lot of fun. Uh, sat on the shelf for two years, sadly. But um, so I think that movie is worthy. I think I think it might be on HBO Max. Yeah, but no, it's not. Oh, okay. It's we... on Stars. Oh, okay. It's always it's, it feels like all the movies we want to watch are on Stars, and nobody has Stars. Well, and even the people I just who know it's stars not don't HBO Max. Yeah. yeah, it's not HBO Max because I have HBO Max. Okay. So, um, so I was just going to say that I just, there was one thing I really appreciated about, like, just the character in general of, um, what was his name? Okay, so it's not Mar- Marwin. Uh, it's not, I thought it was Marwin. This whole fucking time I thought it was Marwin. I just apparently have a hearing. It's Marlon, just a very common name. Marlon Brando, you know? I had a friend named Marlon. Yeah. <laughs> So, the thing about him is, like, his reasoning for wanting to go to college is pretty sad. Uh, Like, why do you want to go to college for another person? Basically, the creator, Felicity, stole the plot (laughs) and, like, let's go from there. Um, But the thing is, is that pretty much everything he does, his choices, the way he acts, he, he seems completely sincere. Um, he's just sort of like a, a nice guy who really just isn't sure. He doesn't know what he wants to do. He doesn't really have a lot of hobbies. He's just, you know, I think that's a pretty normal thing to be unsure of yourself or just be like, I don't really know who I am yet. I'm 17 years old. Yeah. But it seemed every action and every choice that he made really seemed earnest you know like he was like sure i'll try that okay yeah i'll do that but he did it his way Uh and it's like okay sure but he never was like sneaky or creepy when he even though he was into her and his reason for going to college apparently was because of her he was never creepy or gross or weird or just honest or anything like that with her yeah do you know what i mean yeah there's so many movies that are like that that are just based on so much um, deception. And that really makes a lot of potentially good movies just feel a bit icky. Yeah, I hate, I fucking hate the cliche with this person thinks this person is that. But they're not. Yeah. They have to stick to the lie because they want to be next to her. And then it turns out, yeah. you're not gay. What? I <laughs> Three know. To I just, I, oh, God. It's just, oh, so stupid so i just wanted to uh remark on that that um there was a genuineness to him but he's like you know he's just an average joe he's like you know okay looking he's an okay student he's just he's just unsure of you know where his path is in life and but he he didn't get get where he went by using deception he went by being true to who he was i think uh, every single person who's interested in college should get the first semester free, you know, paid for by the government. No, you don't have to pay it back in any way whatsoever. Uh, and you have to take general studies. If you're not sure of what you want, you still get a semester yeah. to try to figure things out. You can take some general studies, but pick some electives as well. And if you decide to continue after that first semester, then good, great. You know, I mean, just some sort of. Like maybe the second semester a slow increment in payment or you know like some smaller payment whatever. The way that we yeah. are charging for college now is the goddamn dumbest thing that we've ever done. Our infrastructure sucks ass 
because we're yeah. not investing in our future students, whereas other countries are making sure the next generation is there to take care of, you know, the groundwork that was already laid for them. You know, because yeah. you can't you can't be eighty and be like ah, I don't know these twenty year olds they don't know shit fuck it well fine you know. <laughs> well, I think that there's a few things like this could be a whole podcast in itself that they're not school in general it aren't teaching people the real things they need to know in life. Uh, you know, uh, like actual life skills and you know how to how to balance a checkbook i mean I really how to fill out a fucking way. resume you know yeah how do you how, yeah so but also um i think there's way too much emphasis on like you know four-year colleges and you know uh <clears throat> community colleges or trade schools are you know really need to be um treated with more respect also, can, can they make them accredited? Trade schools are still further yeah. learning, and yet for some reason so many of them struggle with getting accreditation. Yeah, I will tell you the interesting thing. I'm pretty sure it's the whole state of California that if you are uh, like uh, a high school student or under a certain age, and you're, you're, any class you take is free. So they like you can you could take a class or two and test it out although i realized you still have the commitment of high school at the same time yeah that's hard. but but many of the schools here re- at least are, like require you to take college classes while you're still in high school Interesting. and thus and thus they can get uh they can get some of the more difficult classes out of the way you know and save money well that's good it's interesting i don't know um, so our second film is Orange County. I think watching it this last time, I realized it might be the best teen movie of this era. I could be wrong. There's something else you'll probably remind me that I've said before is the best movie of this era. Um, oh, I don't no. Know. I automatically know I'm wrong. No, I'm already wrong. I forgot. Almost Famous is the best. Um, but this is really I up there. I still waffle on whether that's truly a teen movie. Yeah, I don't know. It feels like it is to me, but that's just me. Um, Orange County, some, I thought it was a much, much bigger hit, but it wasn't. But it also wasn't very expensive, which is nice. But this is from MTV Productions. And I felt, do you remember whenever you saw the name MTV on a film for a while there, it seemed like it was going to be better quality than the other teen movies that were being put out there? I think that there was just something that made you excited about it, even though you probably shouldn't be. <laughs> I remember how many people went nuts for Varsity Blues, and there's no fucking way in hell I'm ever watching uh, that movie again. Just not happening. I I might, like, I don't know, get really shit-faced and watch it. That's about, <laughs> the, only, that's about the only scenario that I would get through that. Yeah. Uh, uh, written by Mike White, directed by Jake Kasdan, uh, produced by MTV, and this is Colin Hanks' big show, and I couldn't fucking tell you a single thing he did after this. I really can't. But I remember it's well, got I'll so Well, I'll tell you what, my friend. What? I saw it at the theater, and I was one of the movies I was most excited about in my entire existence to see in the theater, and it did not disappoint. I'm looking right now, and he didn't do shit. I don't know what the fuck he, any of these honestly, movies are. Honestly... Honestly, he really didn't do great stuff. What I've seen him in Greece, I, I just rewatched Dexter. He was a, a villain in Dexter for a season. And then he was in, uh, like, had cameos in the Jumanji movies. And, <laughs> and 
Uh, How does he not get the roles after this? Is it was he just cast aside as Tom Hanks Jr.? Didn't he do a TV show like Life in Pieces? Well, that or... yeah, that's now. But I'm talking like right after Orange County. Orange County got so much acclaim at the time. I and... don't know. Maybe he went to college. Oh, you know what I didn't think of that. <laughs> well, um, I know that. So he had he asked to be let go from Roswell, and they killed his character yes. off so that he could shoot this. And then yeah, it does, but well, he was. You assume. Kingdom. Yeah. You assume that that was because he wanted to foray into film. And then he didn't do much of anything after this. Well, I don't know if he was in college because we're the same age. I have no idea how we're the same I age. Made a, I made a joke. Uh-huh. That was a joke because this is a movie about getting into college. Oh, I, oh, sorry. I guess I didn't catch it. But yeah, look, I mean, now around 2005 is when it starts to pick up. He does King Kong. He does The Great Buck Howard, which I think is unbelievably good. No one ever talks about it. Uh, Untraceable, My Mom's New Boyfriend, The House Bunny, which we've done on this show before, well, so it gets better after bless that. Bless you, House Bunny. He, he's, but the thing is, is like he's always sort of like just a side character or third, and you know, he's just, I mean, it, House Bunny, I love him, but he's so, you know, he's so not the star, you know, yeah. it's not a vehicle for him. So I guess I just, I mean, I think sometimes, I remember when they were doing promotions for us and they wanted to force, like, oh, you're Tom Hanks' kid. Oh, you're, um, oh, oh yeah. shit, I forgot. What's Skylar Fisk's mom? Sissy Spacek. Sissy Spacek. That's all they talked about. Like, they didn't really even talk about them. It's like, hey, your parents are famous. Isn't that cool? And they're like, you yeah. You know, she didn't, she hasn't really done much either. I think she's pretty good in this. I really like her in it. No, I think she's delightful. I mean... Uh, I think that they're both great, very likable, um, you know, uh, teens with good intentions who still somehow, like, sort of deviate from what they should have done, but um, their intentions were good. Um, This is another movie that's filled with, like, a lot of cameos and little, like, bits and, like, you know... Chevy Chase is whatever. I don't know what he's teaching, but he's an idiot. Uh, Lily Tomlin as also another idiot. Uh, <laughs> she fucking cracks me up. She refuses oh to acknowledge God. that she fucked up. He's like, no, my name is Sean Brumder. That was Shane Brander. She goes, no, I didn't make a mistake. It's fine. It's like, no, it's not fine. <laughs> she's like, oh, with with uh, grades like this, you don't need a safety school. She's like, Where's your, what safety school did you apply to? I didn't. You told me I didn't have to. What? <laughs> and, like, Mike White is the English teacher when he's just like, Romeo and Juliet, what does that make you think of? And he's like, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yep, yep, that's right. And just like, what? And who else does it remind you of? A guy named William Shakespeare. (laughs) He wrote, and and then when he lists the other things that he's written, like most of them were just like ridiculous. (laughs) What? No, he didn't. I'm looking through here at all the cameos. Of course, uh, this is uh, Jake Kasdan is the child of Lawrence Kasdan. Um, I'm wondering if he tapped a favor for getting Kevin Klein in this because. Um, you know, oh, Kevin Klein was in so many Lawrence Kasdan movies, but God, is he like the most pleasant screen presence I can think of? I can't think of anybody else who just makes you like, oh, he's so fun. Kevin Klein, you mean? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I just, what a, what a darling man. What a gem he is. 
and also our mom's favorite actor, original, I think. Yeah. forever Hollywood crush of all time. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed Catherine O'Hara as mom, although you can, I can see that this is not an atypical kind of character for her. Um, it, to me, in complete honesty, is she, I mean, it, it, she sort of plays this, this kind of character in Ship Creek, and maybe, you know, she's, you know, a little bit, like, just known for being a little unpredictable. Yeah. And crazy. It, it's, when but you see hilarious. this, you feel the character that she would eventually play in Shit's Creek. Yes. And, you know, Lithgow is always great. Their, like, vibe together was good. The whole, oh, God, poor Bob. I mean, I think out of everybody, <laughs> who gets the worst of it? Fucking Bob. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The you know the Leslie Mann does a little thing with as his like younger wife, who's just like um, doesn't really want to raise a kid. She just wants to go party. Yeah. And well, here's the thing: is Jake and Mike are also casting the lure out to people they had already worked with on Freaks and Geeks and Gross Point. And you see Ooh, so many. Yeah. You see, did you happen to notice Millie from Freaks and Geeks in the very back? Oh. I've always noticed her from the very first time I saw it. I yeah. was like, oh yeah, there's Millie. And then what, Carly Pope? Yeah. And, um, and Nate Faxon, who you can't stand. That, this is why I can't stand him. This role, <laughs> the first thing I ever saw him, and he's just such a douche <laughs> that I can't ever not think of him as a douche. Yeah. We got Monica Kina, uh, who would be an undeclared the same right. year. Um, oh, right. Why do I feel like the guy that Sam, or sorry, the guy, the girl that Sam was in love with on Freaks and Geeks is also in a very small off to the side cameo? I can't remember her name, but I feel like she's in this too. Um, no, she's not. Okay. I don't think so. Um, I don't remember her being in it. Who else was in uh, it? We have Lizzie um, Kaplan. Of course. Then there was, was that guy from Gross Point. What's his name? Uh, the other guy? Oh, damn it. We just uh, had to cheat. Howard something. Kyle Howard. Kyle Howard. I like him, yeah. Yeah. Um, also, you say Carly Pope, but Fran Kranz. <laughs> he's the Shane yes. Brown. The one. <laughs> I got yes, he's his counterpart. His accidental, his accidental polar opposite. Um... How far into Jack Black's career was this like? Is this one of his first bigger movies? Um, so he... I feel like this was shot before Shallow Hal, um, but after uh, High, Fi High Fidelity. I feel like this is between the two and yes. they held on to this for a little bit. I bet you they're waiting. So this is almost, especially in the promos, this is almost the Jack Black show. And that also irritates me a little bit because... I think he's a, a sh I mean, we were supposed to know he's a shithead, but we're supposed to try to give him heart, and I'm like, no, this guy's a fucking douche nozzle who needs serious help, and <laughs> maybe some jail time to learn to do better, and I feel like they pushed him, like he did well with a test audience, and they, I think they must have just added so much of him, I got annoyed by him, I'm more interested in Sean's story. How do you think that they got, um... Harold Ramis to be in this. Do you think it was like a, a favor to him? Yeah, too? I'm betting. I bet you Lawrence Kasdan or yeah, something like they knew each other. I'm trying to think of any connectors like where they were worked in a movie. There's together. so many people: Gary Marshall, Dana Ivey, yeah. Jane Adams. 
there's just so many like of like really good people in this and I'm gonna tell you that usually I'm not wrong about these things, but I was wrong and you were right. The girl that he had a crush on in Freaks and Geeks was in this movie. Okay. Um and then uh, a small part at the very beginning, the kind of guy who drives the whole thing uh, is Lonnie, played by Brett Harrison. So most people probably know him from Reaper. Um, what was the other thing that he was in? I know he was. Uh, what's the fucking show? It's not. It's from the, the same guys that did that '70s show, Grounded for Life. Um, he did oh, that around the same. Do you remember okay. he was supposed to take over on that '70s show, and then they offered him uh, the loop? Hmm. Nope. I never got far enough into that 70s show to see him, I don't think. Yeah, season 7, he does a big arc, and they're supposed to make him the lead, but they end up offering him The Loop, uh, which is weird because it's the same network, but The Loop is so fucking funny, and nobody watched that damn show. I love it so much. Um, I know. I think... Uh, I don't think he made a mistake, but, you know, he is one of those people that's like, you know, they call a show killer or whatever. Yeah, that's kind of sad. Um... He's funny, man. Yeah, and I just think I think the the balance of the jokes to drama in this one, the the stress. Oh, hey, Brett Harrison's from Portland. Cool. Um, I think is really well done, and it's not like in your face drama, but you can always see the tension uh, underneath about his family and how he just wants yeah. to run away from them. But sometimes that's not the right answer. Someone was telling me a story. Uh, when they were talking about this movie, and I don't know the parable, but it was about a guy who was walking to a new town, and he walks to the guy at the entrance of the gates, and he goes, hi, uh, what are the people like in this town? And the guy at the gate says, well, uh, what were they like at the last town? And he goes, they were terrible people. And he goes, well, there's terrible people here too. And then he walks off, and then another guy comes up a little bit later and goes, hey, what are the people like in this town? And he goes, I don't know. What were they like in your town? Or your last town. And he says, they were great. And he goes, there's great people here. So it's just, every town has the same kind of people. And I think what the that relation to Sean's problem is, no matter where he goes, he's still going to have the same kind of people and the same kind of problems. Because remember he goes to that frat party, he thinks he's going to be with all those smart people, and they're still yeah. dancing to that fucking butterfly song? Yes. Everybody's the same everywhere, Amy. You're right. There's good people. There's bad people. There's smart people. There's annoying people. It's all the same. Yeah. Really. I think when it boils down to it. Yeah. And this is during the period where they, everybody seemed like they were trying to either do a Shakespeare movie, like a modern a version yes. of Shakespeare, or they're trying to do another American Pie. And this yeah. is the one that kind of swims against the tide without feeling like, you know how some of these are like, oh, this is like a $2 million indie. That's the only reason that something like this can get told. You know, like the, the slums of Beverly Hills. Whereas... There's some good quality in this. I mean, there's no shortcuts, and I think a lot of it is because, you know, who was making it. Also, Adam Schroeder yeah. at the time was extremely hot producer for uh, Paramount at the time, and he probably called in some favors. Um, um, I did want to say, I wasn't even thinking about the fact that Ju the two Jumanji movies and King Kong were also all, di all directed by Jake Kasdan. I didn't remember that, especially... Not King Kong. Fuck, no. I didn't remember that. Wait, wait. Jake Kasdan didn't drink King Kong. That was uh, Peter Jackson. What are you talking about? Oh, I don't know why I said that. This says, I read it wrong. It says, this is the first of four collaborations with Jack Black and Colin Hanks, because they both also star in King Kong, 
Jumanji 1 and 2, but in the latter two movies, they don't share any screen time. And with the exception of King Kong, they're all directed by Jake Kasdan. Okay, okay, I didn't read that right. That makes so much more sense. What did Sorry, Jake guys. Kasdan do before the Jumanji movies? How did he make that jump? I don't know. I don't know what he was doing. I'm sure he did stuff that we just aren't thinking about. I um, he did that. Oh, he did Walk Hard. Nice. Oh, well, oh, and, and bad teacher, but still, who gives him a two hundred million dollar? He goes from sex tape to Jumanji. How does that work? That doesn't even. Yeah, sex tape was not a good movie, and oh well. I mean, he did some TV shows, but did some new yeah, girl. none of it says hand him Jumanji. That's what I don't get. Bad teacher isn't really a good movie either. I mean, oh. You know what? I didn't remember the TV set. And that's a good movie that got very little like love. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. All right, so I that that kind of wraps it up. Of the two, which one do you prefer? I mean, the, how I got into college actually did end up like. Uh, at first, I didn't know how I felt about it, but I actually quite enjoyed it. But I mean, Orange County is it's probably one of those movies that is one of my go-to like comfort movies that like if I can't think what to watch or like I want something like to make me happy like that's a movie I'll always lean on so I'm always Orange County is like a, a top a top contender for me no matter what yeah, it is definitely so, comfort de food. definitely Orange County yeah same here yeah I think Colin Hanks is just such a likable like Maybe he's an everyman, and you know you only need so many of those. But he's so he's damn good a, on Fargo. Holy shit! I know. Oh, I haven't seen that. I'll have to give it a go. Um, he's just so likable, and yeah, maybe it's his, to his detriment that he looks and sounds so much like his dad. I don't know, but it's a shame because I don't think people are utilizing, um, you know, him the way they should. But yeah. he is. He is truly just. Uh, you know, super likable and the way that they, you know, wrote his character, you know, you you feel the like I love when he's just like that year I read the book fifty seven times, I laughed, I cried, I you know, just uh he's a complicated guy. Yeah. Uh so check us out on Facebook and Twitter under Hit Rewind Podcast and that is it for tonight. Anything else you want to say before we go? Uh no, only that I'm super glad that I am way too old to have to think about getting into college. Oh my god, I can't imagine how expensive it is now. It's horrifying. Um, no, I so mean, it was, it was ridiculously expensive over 20 years ago when I went, yeah. and uh, way less pressure. So let's never do that again, okay? No. <laughs> you went further. I only got a two-year degree. You got uh, the master's, um, so that had to be way more expensive. Uh, so and yet next... we're both doing this. What? I said, and yet we're both still here at the same place. What are you talking about? Just doing this podcast. Oh, so. I was like, what are you saying? What? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm just um, so our next episode is going to be Can't Buy Me Love and She's All That. Yeah! <laughs> that was more exciting than I expected. All right, everybody, have a good night. <laughs> <laughs>